Hey, and welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Lockwood. And if you ever look around your house and wonder where the heck did all this stuff come from and how am I ever going to get it out, you are in the right place. I'm a mom of five who decluttered her home back in 2013 when my family and I decided to move from Alaska to Florida with one suitcase each. And I do not recommend it. What I do recommend is learning how to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist which means learning to find the balance of what your family needs and wants without it being so much that it overwhelms you on a daily basis. So if that sounds good to you, you are going to love this podcast. Let's dive into the episode. If you have been trying to declutter your house, and not been as successful as you like, I am willing to bet that I can help you figure out exactly why. There are a lot of reasons that moms feel like they can't declutter, declutter, whether it's their kids or their spouse or the time or the energy or just simply not knowing what to do, where to take things, how to donate, right? How to do it mindfully, how to not be wasteful. Uh, Plus you're worried about like, what if I need it? You know, I wasted so much money on this. What if I need it again and I can't get it? There is so much that goes into decluttering as a mom. And I promise that if you have thought it or felt it, I have heard it before or experienced it myself. And that is exactly why I created this training called how to create your mom proof decluttering plan. And I've done a lot of decluttering checklists, challenges, courses, programs in the past, and they work. And this training really is the framework for every single thing that moms need to consider when it comes to decluttering their home. It's the plan. We're actually going to build your plan together. It's following through with your plan and it's including your family and even learning how to make this process as enjoyable as possible. Because most people feel like The task is daunting or just another thing on their to-do list, and I don't want it to feel like that for you. So this free training, how to create your mom-proof decluttering plan, you can go to motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY to get it, or you can just check the show notes of this episode and you will find it. Come get it. I know there is so much information about there. A lot of it is much the same. Five steps to declutter your house, you know? Here's the checklist to declutter this area of your house, but none of them really show you the full scope of what goes into doing this start to finish. And that's exactly what's in this training. So go check it out, motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY, or check the description of this episode to go get it today. Hello, and welcome back to the Motherhood Simplified podcast. Well, welcome back if you are a a regular listener. If you are new to the podcast and this is your first episode, hey, welcome. Thanks so much for being here. My name is Krista. I'm a mom of five and I teach moms, like I'm assuming you are, how to declutter their homes and have enough stuff without having too much. So it is January, 2022. We are post-holiday season officially. We are in it and a lot of moms in the community around this time of year are decluttering and specifically decluttering the toys because post-holidays as parents, we get a lot of toys and things for our kids coming in, which is wonderful and great. And then 
we're like, okay, so some things have to go. So the thing about toy decluttering, and if you want to actually declutter the toys in a sustainable way, in a way that lasts and actually change the way that you do toys in your home for good is that you have to understand how and why you are in the situation of having too many toys to begin with, right? Why do we have so many toys? Why do we think that we need big toy rotations? Why do we think that more is better and more is more and our kids are gonna be somehow disadvantaged or deprived if they have less toys, right? So I am all about getting to the root of everything, not just with decluttering, but basically anything in life. And so we're going to talk about this today, seven reasons, seven root issue reasons that you might have so many and too many toys. Now, this isn't an exhaustive list, but it is going to give you a lot of clarity into how you might view toys, value toys, use toys or not use toys. And I'm going to give you some quick tips to help you shift those beliefs and shift those perspectives so that you can start to declutter the toys, feel good about it, get your kids involved, you know, not have to go behind their back and throw their things away um, and do this in a really aligned way that feels good for everyone in the household. And if you want more in-depth hands-on support with this, you can check out my toy course, Toy Decluttering 101. It's in the description of this episode. Um, you can find it just by like swiping up or I don't know, there's words somewhere around this thing and you can find the link in there to get into Toy Decluttering 101. Okay, so let's get to the seven reasons that you might have so many toys. So let me know if you shake your head. Yes, this is me. When, if you've ever said, I would declutter, but my kids literally play with all of it. Is this you? <laughs> and have you said this? Because I used to say this and truly believe it. And if somebody would have told me, no, they don't, I would have been like, well, you don't know. But the truth is that I also didn't know because I was confusing play, true, creative, collaborative, uh, cooperative play, in-depth play with basically toy sampling, right? And with my kids just being around toys and assuming that that meant that they were playing with them. And the reality was that I had too many toys in the house for them to play with. Like that was just the truth of it. Like there's not enough minutes in the day. There's not enough days in the year for them to actually truly play and go deep with their toys and use them as they're intended, right? In a way that actually supports them, supports their brain development, their social emotional development and their physical development, which is what toys are designed to do, right? There's just so much they couldn't possibly play with at all. So the shift the way that you shift out of this is to just observe your kids, watch your kids and how they play. Are they actually playing with it or are they just pushing it to the side? Are they actually playing with it or are they just around it? Because there is a difference. Okay, the second reason that you might have so many toys and are resistant to get rid of them is that you think that, or get caught up in the idea that you know one of your kids might like it one day in the future, or maybe you have more kids in the future and you don't wanna get rid of it because then you have to repurchase it. And to that, I want to lovingly challenge you. What if you get rid of something and they might like it one day? Like what is going to happen? Really? Are they going to be deprived? Are they not going to, you know, 
make it into college? Are they not going to be able to get a, get a good job because they don't have this specific toy? And I know that sounds a little bit like, you know, flippant or whatever, but really like what is going to happen if you just have less toys in your home? And I could go off on a whole tangent about this. And I do in my toy decluttering course, and I do um, go into it when I run the, the live toy decluttering challenge, but it's actually more detrimental for our kids to have too much stuff and to be overwhelmed and to be overstimulated and to not be able to create a sense of order in their physical space and then within their minds and their bodies. That's a lot more detrimental than not having a, a specific toy in the future. So start to think about those things and shift the way that you see that. You know, what is going to benefit your kids the most? What actually matters here, right? Okay, third reason that you might be resistant to decluttering or have so many toys is because you know that somebody, maybe it was you, maybe a family member spent a whole lot of money on it and you feel like you should get your money's worth or it should be enjoyed because it was a gift and it was really thoughtful or it feels wasteful to just let that go, right? Seeing the waste of the money is a big deal for a lot of parents. And sometimes all we can do is just accept that it was a waste, let it go and move forward in a better way. You're not, you're not benefiting. You're not winning any prizes. You are not serving anyone or the planet by choosing to keep these things in your home because eventually it's going to end up in a landfill somewhere. Um, and it's okay to let it go and move forward in a better way. I talk about this in depth in my podcast episode, an honest conversation about goodwill and overconsumption. Over, over I was going to say overconsumerism. <laughs> we are overconsumerism, right? But overconsumption and how sometimes the most impactful thing you can do is declutter and get a reality check in your face of how much stuff you have wasted in the past so that you can move forward for the rest of the years of, that you have left on this planet in a better and more sustainable, mindful, intentional way. Okay. The fourth reason that you might have so many toys and are resistant to decluttering them is because you don't want to upset your kids by getting rid of the things because they want to keep everything, even the trash. Now I currently in 2022, I have a four-year-old. We have five kids total, but right now one of my kids is four and she is very attached to everything, every little thing, even trash. And if she sees a photo of something that she used to have and no longer has, it's like the end of the world for her. And I know that part of this is developmental, right? At this age, like the four to like six-ish age range for my kids, um, they notice things, right? They notice what they have. They notice what they don't have. They notice when things are gone. They wonder where it goes. And this is so normal. And as parents, because we have our own experiences, our own attachments, our own thoughts, beliefs, and, and everything wrapped up, sometimes we make that mean something, right? We make it mean that our kids are sad without their stuff. Our kids feel deprived. Our kids feel, you know, traumatized or, or neglected or whatever, because we're, we're taking away their stuff. And so we would rather just not do it. And of course it depends on the ages of your kids, but there is all, there is, there are so many ways to communicate with your kids and guide them through the decluttering process without making it a really negative event. And that is exactly what I cover in Toy Decluttering 101. Um, I, I can, 
I can't explain it all in this episode because it's just such a, you know, every kid is different and there's so many things that go into it. So check out Toy Decluttering 101 if you want more support and figuring out what motivates your child, you know, motivates them to get rid of things, motivates them to keep things, how to have conversations with them, how to guide them through this process, um, as well as a whole bunch of everything else that you need to declutter the toys. Okay. Um, the next reason that you might have so many toys, and we talked about this a little bit just a second ago, um, and are resistant to getting rid of them is the sheer amount of waste that happens with toys, right? Plastic waste specifically. And again, I just want to let you know that sometimes the most mindful thing that you can do is to just declutter it and move forward in a better way. One of the things that I remember so vividly when we left Alaska and moved to Florida with only one suitcase of stuff was seeing how much stuff I had to get rid of And that image being burned into my mind of like, where did this stuff even come from? Why did I buy all of this stuff? And then never, ever wanting to get back to that place again where we had so much stuff. And if I hadn't had that experience, I honestly don't know if I would even be here right now talking to you about decluttering. If I didn't have that experience, I would probably be in this group like, hey, somebody help me figure out how to declutter. I'm so overwhelmed and it feels so wasteful. But I had that experience and I will never forget it. And that happened in 2013. So it's been almost nine years since I've done that, which is crazy. Um, But that's three quarters of my life, you know, the next 75 years here on this planet that I will purposely not be contributing to waste as much as I possibly can. I'm not saying that I'm zero waste or anything like that. Um, I'm just very aware. I'm very aware of the things that we purchased and ultimately never needed, never wanted again, and therefore I will never purchase again. And that is one of the, you know, it's one of the least wasteful things that you can do is to just give yourself a nice, you know, slap in the face reality check of, oh my gosh, you know, those were, that was a mistake, you know, and I don't want to do that again. So I'm going to get rid of it and I'm going to move forward way better. And I see that happen all the time for the moms that I, that I work with and support is that they get rid of this stuff and they just stop buying it. There's this thing that's floating around. I didn't come up with it, but sometimes people credit me with the idea. I didn't come up with this. Okay. But, um, you know, if you can replace it for $20 or under $20 in under 20 minutes, let it go. And that's, you know, that's a pretty good guideline, but in the fine print of that rule, is that 99.9% of the time, you don't ever even have to replace that stuff. And if you do, it's like no big deal because it's 0.1% that you had to do it. And it's like, ah, man, that sucked. Lesson learned. Like for me, it's a pie pan and that's really not a big deal. Um, in the grand scheme of things, we really just don't need this much stuff. And unless you go through the process of decluttering, you really can't know that, right? And embody it and live it out. So went off on a little bit of tangent. Let me give you the last reason that you might have so many toys and you might be resistant to decluttering them is we live in a, in a society of expert marketers and salespeople, and they convince us as parents that these toys are educational, that these toys are going to make our kids smarter and happier and have a better childhood and have 
you know, more advantages in the future, have more fun, um, be more engaged, be more creative, be more collaborative. And all of the, they give us all of these promises. And as parents, we believe them, right? Like they're the experts, they created it, they know. And here's how I want to help you shift that belief is that all kids are wired to develop and learn and grow without you doing a single thing, without you buying any, anything for them. They will still learn, grow, figure out how to speak, read, write without having all of these specific toys. And that's just the truth. And I say that to you as somebody who has a, a bachelor's degree in child development. I was a teacher. I got Montessori trained and the focus of, of what I learned is that kids are designed to do this. Kids are designed to grow and develop. You don't have to teach them how to crawl. You don't have to teach them how to walk. You actually don't even have to teach them how to talk. They just figure it out. And I'm not saying don't buy any toys. Don't have any educational toys. Just be aware of it. Be aware of like, am I keeping this stuff? Because I feel like somebody told me I should, and I, and I need it and my kids need it. Or do I actually want it? And here's the thing too, that I've, I've personally noticed with like educational toys specifically, especially if you want to go like Montessori toys. And I don't mean jargony Montessori toys, like true Montessori toys is that they require a lot of time for somebody to teach the kids how to actually use the materials. And I'm one person with five kids. I don't have time to do a lot of these things with my kids. Like I need simple things that they can do on their own, that they don't need to be, you know, taught a whole lot for like, just let me let them use it and play and grow and develop with it. And I do also cover that and what those kinds of toys look like inside of my toy course, Toy Decluttering 101, where we talk about universally loved and not loved toys, as well as how to decide what kind of toys are worth keeping for you and your family. So if you want more support in that, like I said, go check out Toy Decluttering 101. Um, it's it's an amazing course. It's tiny, but mighty. The videos are bite-sized, like five minutes or less. Most of them, a couple of them, I think are closer to 10 minutes, but five minutes or less to help you figure out how to declutter the toys in your home without tears, getting your family on board and all of the things. So thank you so much for hanging out with me today. If you are an iTunes listener, I would love if you left me a positive review. It helps me boost my stats for the show. It helps me reach more people. And it helps me just, you know, know what you like about the show and what, what you want more of. So I would appreciate it so much if you left me a review. If you do leave a review, write it out, put your little five-star ranking and take a screenshot of it before you submit it, take a screenshot and then hit submit. And with that screenshot, head over to your email, email me, Krista, K-R-I-S-T-A at motherhoodsimplified.com. And let me know that you left the review. Send me a picture of the screenshot. Um, and I will send you a one hour surface decluttering workshop as a thank you, free for you. Um, just my way of saying thanks for, you know, taking time out of your day to support the show. Um, and the reason that you have to take a screenshot before you submit it is because Apple takes a few days to approve the submissions. And so it's just a way so that you don't have to like go back and find your review and screenshot it and then send it. It's just a shortcut. So, and if you don't listen on iTunes, if you listen on Spotify, you can actually share this episode directly to your stories. Spotify has a really cool feature for that. I would appreciate it if you shared it that way. So 
that is it for today's episode. I hope this helps you shift your beliefs about toys and the way that you do toys in your home. And I will see you for next week's episode. Bye. Hey, before you go, I have a question to ask you. Would you please leave me a five-star review if you are listening on iTunes? It helps me grow my show and reach more moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. If you love the show, I would love it if you shared something specific that you find valuable or helpful or that you just enjoy about listening to this show. It would mean the world to me if you took time out of your day to do that. And while you're at it, Head over to motherhoodsimplified.com to listen to more podcast episodes or check out our Facebook group, Instagram, just to connect on social media. If you love these episodes and if you love this show, please tag me. I love to connect with you over there. Podcasts are kind of like a one-way conversation where I feel like I'm talking to you and with you. But when you tag me on social media, I feel like we can take that one step further and actually connect with each other, which is the whole point of me starting this podcast and community in the first place is to be able to connect with moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. So tag me in your Instagram stories. I'm motherhood underscore simplified. Check out the motherhood simplified Facebook group or head over to the site and just find even more blogs, podcasts, decluttering courses to help you continue on your decluttering journey. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you soon.